What's going on, Ketchup fans? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. More of a mustard fan myself. Yeah, well, it just happens to be that this episode, I would say tonight's episode, but nobody else listens to this at night except for us. Right. Uh, this episode is episode 57. Oh, so it's like the Steak Sauce like episode. Hines. Well, that that was like Heinz's whole thing is they have fifty seven varieties of ketchup. It's on it. It's on all the. It's on all the packages. I I'm okay. It's true. <laughs> you should look it up. All right. I won't. That would be but a very strange thing to lie about. I no. I have I have no doubt that you're telling the truth. I just um, I had no that, uh, way of uh, knowing that. That was always the trick is that if you had like the glass ketchup bottle, the Heinz bottle, that you would hit it on the 57s. That was what knocked it loose. There was a rhyme that my grandfather told told about ketchup Mm -hmm. that went, shake and shake the ketchup bottle, none'll come, then a lottle. (laughs) That is a very grandpa thing to say. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It it is. What you been up to, buddy? Oh, you know, just uh, doing things. So, um... We talked about the last thing, which was the the high school reunion. I think mm-hmm. we had, we had that had just happened. Um, so in the interim, uh, did a, a very interesting acoustic show, and then I played uh, Sunday morning uh, this past week uh, at church. The interesting thing about the acoustic date is that it was at the British General Consulate. Uh, it was at the General Consul's uh, like personal residence. Okay. And they were entertaining the Lord Mayor of London, uh, who was in uh, in town on business. So it was kind of a twofer kind of situation, but it nice. was uh, it was interesting. They were both very tall. <laughs> well, they're British, and so you managed to do this without causing any international incidents. No, luckily, um, you know the, the the task was learn uh, a bunch of English music. Yeah. From, from, Strictly English artists. And with the exception of the last couple where people were kind of milling, you know, kind of leaving, we were like, man, let's have some fun. So we did, like, Wagon Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and Don't Stop Believing. But up up until that point, it was three hours of nothing but English artists. Nice. Running the gamut from all from everybody. We did, uh, we did all my favorite songs from the Love Actually soundtrack. Good. Even the, the Love Is All Around. Yeah. Uh, which was... I had a hard time getting through through a straight face. I kept wanting to say Christmas just to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yes, the Christmas, Christmas. Um, yes. I know yeah. what you're talking about. And then, uh, yeah, some only did like two Beatles songs. It was crazy. Which ones? Um, I saw her standing there and in my life. Okay. So, all, but you know, pre Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Solid choices. Especially, you know, with that instrumentation, which is just me. Uh, it was also our first uh, go run with this uh, this kind of smaller rig. Mm-hmm. I'd used it just as the mixer itself. We threw in the uh, the XR16 um, as a mixer and uh, worked pretty well. Still some – the networking thing yeah. uh, is always going to be problematic. Um, the The real crux of the issue was that – my charts were on the same iPad that I was using to control the XR. And um, if you local, like, I'm using Ultimate Guitars charts program. Mm. And if it is uh, connected to a local network that is not connected to the internet, it will not load That's those right. charts. That's right. And so um, 
I was doing this weird dance where I had to like turn the Wi-Fi on, connect to the mixer, do things on the mixer. All right, do you know what I've app. you know what I've discovered? If you're on an iPad What's at that? least, if you give your network the 10.0.0.0 netmask, mm-hmm. um, your iPad knows that that is an internal network, and it will route. If you've also got data on that iPad. Um, right. It'll route data queries, web queries over the cell network, and also talk over the local Wi-Fi to the router. So this is a Wi-Fi only uh, iPad Air or Air Two. Well, so. then you're in luck. Yep. But, but if it, you were in luck, why ten the ten dot zero uh, subnet is a local network? Um, you know, defined in the spec, the the IP spec is local network, and the um, yep. iPad actually understands that well enough to still use cell data when appropriate. Um, yeah. So it's really worth uh, checking out if you are somebody who, like me, has a cell data iPad. Yeah, and if you uh, if it's one six nine, it's the computer knows it's a self assigned IP, and it's like, nah, I don't work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It treats it treats it completely differently. It treats it as if, as if it could route out it because um, I don't know. It thinks of it as a real network or something. I don't know. I don't know the Whatever it is, it's bad. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Anyway. Uh, so that was interesting, and then um, the church gig was uh, uneventful up until the last uh, <laughs> the last song of the second service, where I snapped a string on my floating bridge mm. and uh, completely borked the rest of the uh, the worship set mm-hmm. single handedly. So that That's was cool. fun. Did you have a backup axe? Uh, it, it was literally like the last twenty five seconds. There was oh. no. <laughs> Yeah, for me to to run off stage, plug in a different guitar, and then play like chord pads out would have been much more um, of a distraction than me just not playing and looking like I was. Right, right. (laughs) So that was fun. But now you're all caught up. We have we have our um, we've got our municipal event this Friday. Uh, That's in downtown Canton. which is in you know a family event and it's open to the public and that should be fun. Got our '80s prom the next week. You know we're just kind of cranking along. I actually got an inquiry about something going on in October, some wedding stuff from another band. So sweet. And uh, the other thing that happened this week was I got my first booking through the agency for a person that wasn't me. Very good. So I made made like a hundred bucks for a gig I didn't have to do. That is that is the best kind of gig. No, I don't know about that. I like doing the gigs too, but. Free money is hard to turn down. Yeah. It wasn't free, but it required less effort than $100 normally would. Yeah, cheap money. Cheaper money, yes. Yeah. Uh, and time and effort. So, sure. uh, how was the Great White North? The Great White North was wonderful. Actually, it was um, uh, not that white. It was, um, uh, weather was gorgeous. We were in Vancouver, so <clears throat> I work in the real estate industry. I work for a company that makes software for real estate folks. And um, this was our annual user group summit and it was in Vancouver and uh, fantastic. I'll tell you Vancouver, the food in Vancouver is ridiculous, ridiculous. I mean, it's a, it's an international city like your New York's and your London's. Well, yeah, yeah. On quite uh, the same scale, but I've never eaten as much fish at, at a time as I ate hmm. while I was there. It was incredible. Um, and, uh, um, you're familiar with poutine as a concept? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, I was so about to ask you if you had any. What I had was lobster poutine. I don't. No, listen. I've, no, I listen. Mean, Ooh, I'm telling you. Okay. Oh boy, and it beat me. It beat me. It's hard. I'm. It's hard for a meal to beat me, but this did. I could not go on. I I dealt with the top layer that had the cheese curds and lobster in it, and um, 
Yeah. It was remarkable. I'm not the hugest fan of um, adding lobster to things where lobster doesn't normally belong. I feel like lobster belongs in certain things and not in others, but, you know, uh, if it works for you, then it works for you. It's oh, more it, power to you. Yeah, it was glorious. It was glorious. Um, <clears throat> and then, on the last night of the conference at um, one of the many uh, liquor-oriented um, networking events, um, these are <laughs> it's a, it's a heavy drinking bunch, uh, real estate people, um, and they go to a lot of conferences. It's, it's remarkable. Um, but they set me up to do a, an acoustic set, and um, we rented a guitar and a PA – and um, <laughs> the guitar that turned up was uh, a Martin. It was about an $1,800 guitar. I, I gig with nice. a $300 Seagull, okay? So this yeah. Martin turns up, and I'm like, ooh, it was really nice. It was really nice. However, the shape of it was not what I was used to, and I was banging my forearm into the edge of it. I'm pretty percussive when I play acoustic, and it was. Yeah. I ended up with like this big swollen sort of welt on my arm from it. I, I, didn't, I didn't like nice. that. And I will tell you, in all honesty... Um, it was a nice guitar and it was a great gesture to have that quality instrument there for me, but, um, it was not, you know, $1,400 better than my Seagull, quite frankly. I, I, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you go to like a fancy party and they've got, you know, expensive champagne or wine and you have a sip of it and you're like, this costs $140 a bottle. Right, right. Right. You kind of realize that, like, hey, the two buck chuck isn't all all that bad. Yeah, yeah, or or at least I don't have the discriminating, you know, palate to. Right. Yeah, you don't have expensive taste. That right. that in itself is a uh, oh huge a benefit. Yeah, totally, totally. So, um, the the my set was going to be five thirty to six thirty, but they wrapped the big session about forty five minutes early. Okay, which was a huge relief to me because. Editing what I would want to play down to just an hour's worth of material was going to be really, really hard. And I didn't quite know how I was going to do it. So they gave me 45 extra minutes. And I was like, thank you. Oh, my God. That is so funny. This That is probably one of the few exceptions with me playing music as a living that, like, we would prefer to play more. Oh, yeah. Like when we the, – the high school reunion, she was like – I know you guys are doing two forty fives, and I was like, "No, we we're doing two seventy fives. Right. I I couldn't do this right, right? With that little no time. No, no. The what I what I'm here to produce takes more time than that. Absolutely, absolutely. That's and crazy. and the work of editing, editing down that would still have the same energy happen. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, I, I can't get. I guess my vision over the finish line for probably under two hours. Yeah. I need two hours to get the whole, yeah, like the big picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And so, um, let's see what else about this. Um, I don't think I told you um, my boss's request. Okay, was, yeah, I think you did, and it was the, was it the Dan and Shay song? Dan and Shay, speechless. And yeah, um, and she, you know, I asked, you know, you got any requests for me? And it was like. I mean, not a half a beat. I mean, she knew she was like it was like right out of her mouth. Oh yes, yeah, the speechless Dan and Shay. Like, so it was like clearly a favorite, and um, and I'd never heard of the song or the artist, let alone heard the song. Um, plus, it's a duet. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's between Dan and and Shay. Well, and it's a wedding song. It's like clearly built for weddings, and uh, I think does very well for that. But um, uh, 
<clears throat> so I kind of I told her earlier in the week, like I don't know, I don't know, man. This is um, this Dan and Shay business is messing with my head. She said it's okay, you don't have to. It's fine, you know, like it's fine. And um, and then in the time that I had to to prep, I I did make sure I had like just the first version chorus, and I played that at the show, and she was beside herself and came up and said, "You deserve a raise." And it's all very good. Um, that in itself feels. Like it was worth it. It does. It does. We'll see. We'll see how that pans out. The um, there is like a like a like a point I want to make that I think is worth really discussing. But let me see if there's anything else that I want to say about the show that was um, um. Well, I did two Beatles songs. Yeah, which ones did you do? All right, yours were probably better chosen than mine. But I, I liked the the one the one I liked them both. They're actually my, maybe my two favorite Beatles songs. But um, one was the right choice for the night. The other was a stretch. The right choice was Don't Let Me Down. Okay. The stretch was A Day in the Life. Oof. All right, which, I don't know, the first two verses when it's like all like death and misery, but the chords are so juicy and tasty. You know, it's so well composed. Um, But then we get that skiffle section in the middle, and by God, the whole room started to kind of bounce. And skiffle with me. And then so, you know, then, then that feel carries on into the last verse that goes back to the John Lennon section. And, mm-hmm. and it stays skiffly. And by God, everyone was still bouncing. And um, yeah, it worked out okay, actually. It worked out okay. Good. I also invented a For the Ladies subset. Okay. And I introduced it with like, so listen, guys, one of my, you know, one of my, one of the I, things. I just want to interject real quick. You didn't invent a for the ladies. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. No, no. Well, okay. but here's the, here's the thing I did. I set it up to say, you know, one of the things we say, those of us who, you know, and I, and I, I do a podcast about cover bands, so I'm kind of in the thinking about all of this. And one of the things we say is know your audience and your audience is the ladies. So I got three songs for you. So then I did, um, natural woman, um, I mean, uh, I'm just going to let that that visual just walk yeah. over our listeners. Um, and then uh, I will survive. And then, uh, man, I feel like a woman. I love that song. We I love all it, three of them. I love all three. We of do them. the '90s on, for the '90s thing, and yeah. we crush that yeah. song. Yeah, but you have Amber sing it, right? I sang it. I could sing it if I. I mean, if yeah. it really came down to no, it. and, and she I, does and, a great job. And I really, I love you. Make me feel like a natural woman. The whole room stops and screams it. And, um, yeah, it was a really good, and, and that was like, that was the moment when the, t- the night turned from, all right, here we go. We're segueing into the thing I really wanted to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. because my boss, um, at the end of the big session with like 300 people sitting in the big room talking about real estate junk all, you know, all week. Um, one of the last slides was me real big and saying, I want to, you know, give a special shout out to my, one of my, one of my team members, Dan Ray, who's going to be providing the entertainment for this coming, you know, the cocktail hour at the end of this session. And I don't know, I think he even takes requests and, you know, like that and moved on. And so when I got up on this little stage, they'd set up, they'd set up a whole riser stage, like really well done. The, the AV team did great work. Um, yeah. I mean, corporate, the, the budget's a bit stellar. The, the money's there. Yeah. The PA was a little weak, but, um, but it got the job done, but, um, <clears throat> but you know, good coverage and good people and good support and all like that. But as I stepped up there, what was in the room was sort of like, oh, now one of their employees is going to play guitar. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, kind of like a hobby-ish like, kind of situation. Yeah, how's this going to go, right? Um, and I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't daunted by that per se. It's not like there was skepticism, you know, in, in, in the listening. It was just 
Like nobody quite knew how it was going to go except me. And um, so I just banged into it. You know, I banged into it with um, uh, Pink Houses. Actually, it's what I opened with and um, got their attention and had some people nodding along. Most of the room was headed toward the bar at that point. So I didn't really have a lot of their, the room's attention there. But, um, you know, there, there is this phenomenon that you and I have talked about before of being... I mean, I, I think I wrote a whole article about it back when we were still writing... Like writing, you did back when it was it was words on a screen, yeah, yeah. Um, and the term you used was "be the thermostat." Yep. Instead Not of the thermometer. Instead of the thermometer. In other words, well, what does that mean, Dan? Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, what that means is that I had the opportunity up there on that stage to um, drive the energy, push the energy, cause the energy, right? Yep. And then some moments, you know, including some moments when what the room wanted to do was go get a drink. And I was, I, you know, what there was for me to do at that time was stay wallpaper. Yes. Right. It was a good moment to play a day in life. Um, and a few other things. And, and then, <clears throat> you know, once sort of people were lubricated and chatting and all of that, um, I started calling out the requests that I had been given by my teammates, the woman who um, manages events for us, Kim, had requested you too. So I did um, what I do, mysterious ways, I think. Okay. Um, my the architect on the software project that I work on, Paul, requested some Cat Stevens specifically to educate his younger peer Al on what constitutes good music. I- I know, I know. So I did um, Peace Train. um, And then I did the the Dan and Shay for for Lucy. And I did um, some 80s alt for Amy. But it was like calling out. And these were the people who'd been presenting all week, right? So, you know, it's like for, you know, now, you know, shout out to, this one goes out to executive leader for product, Lucy Fortier. This is Dan and Shay. Here we go. And like, you know, played it. And um, so like the, the, people who were there as customers who didn't know me sort of could connect that with the people that they have known for 10 years and have been seeing on stage all week. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I turned up the volume into that um, for the ladies trio of songs and, um, and then into, um, you know, just the, the party kind of music I did. I actually did an acoustic seven nation army. Okay. um, Which was fun. Never really tried that acoustic before, but I was like, you know the room. The room wants some, you know, some rock and roll right now, and and we went into that, and I did my Seven Nation Army into song two medley, which is okay. pretty killer. Um, and then I wrapped up with what I usually wrap up with for acoustic, which is Space Oddity, and yep. um, and all <laughs> room scream for one more. And so I did, um, I did Moni Moni. Okay, as a one more, and and you know just like really. It was it was as good a big room energy as I've played to, and um, and uh, you know it could have it could have gone it could, I could have felt the you know question mark or the skepticism or the wait and see in the space as I started and and left that like that you know and sort of played into that, mm-hmm. but. Rather than doing that, I set the tone and I pushed the direction and I made the energy be what I wanted it to be, and um, and it you know it turned into a whole huge party. So I think, if I recall correctly, that's kind of what you were talking about when you said be the thermostat instead of the thermometer. Yeah. 
so in 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 that moment like i guess in in the in the context that it's been delivered uh to me it was um you base you were in charge of setting the temperature don't let the temp don't let the room set the temperature yep so uh and and you know it, it's it's funny when you kind of think of these concepts and you're like well yeah of course that makes sense that's something that you would do but it's another thing to actively do it in the moment and kind of see the result mm-hmm. um because it's just the awareness you know it's it's a thing that you a lot of us are doing without knowing it um it was just a it's, it's just a very eloquent way to wrap words around you know set the set the energy level yep you know don't don't wait for others to do it now on another on the other side you know for the acoustic thing that we were doing it we were playing for you know it was the british american business association and uh a foreign dignitary so um, our job was to go in the corner and to be music, just n- and, and not much else. Um, so we were we were also setting the uh, the temperature, but we were um, voluntarily keeping it low. Yep. <laughs> you know, it was just it was just one of those things. Now, it was it, it, I, I guess a good indication of that is uh, being asked on a couple of occasions to turn up. Oh, that's good. Because um, you never want to be the other way around, but I, it, you know, it can, it can, it's, it's detrimental either way. And I think the main issue that we were having was, um, it was, ha- the event was half outdoors, half indoors. Uh, it was very hot. Mm. And so there were a lot of people inside mm-hmm. and that's also where the food was and where the main bar was. Um, and we were outside. Um, and there wasn't really a, there wasn't a way to make what we were doing outside audible inside without making outside completely unbearable to deal with. Right. So, um, it was just kind of a matter of knowing the room and doing what we thought was best. And the, the general consul was pleased and the person who booked us was pleased. And, uh, the Lord mayor was nice enough to pose for a photo. So he, you know, unwittingly gave his seal of approval as well. That's good. Did he knight you? He did not, um, but he was a in general just a kind of a funny, you know, friendly person. Um, you know, some people say like the English uh, can be cold and distant, but there's also this kind of like underlying self-deprecating Hugh Grantish humor. sort of bumbliness. There is, and and the both both of those guys kind of had that, mm. and it just maybe you know I'm that's totally my my speed. So I, I was immediately like, Oh, I like both of these people. Yay. They're like me. <laughs> Yay. Maybe they'll knight me. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I didn't really, you know, we didn't hang out. We, 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 we hung out a little bit, but we basically just, we passed out like two cards and then we just packed up and took off. Yeah. Yeah. Just got gone. Yeah. Cause that's what, that was our job. And your pros, your liver. Yep. And your That was the idea. Yep. Yep. You know, the other thing about um, this conference, just to because there are other things. Um, mm-hmm. The first night, there was a couple of guys doing dueling piano, which is a format that I, um, if we have any dueling pianists listening. Yeah, I, I'd love uh, to I apologize hear. for that, but um, boy, it's not my favorite format. Yeah, it's, for those of you who aren't quite 
uh, up to speed with what he's referring to. Um, there's an improv kind of component to it, and it is kind of a um, like a fast and loose kind of scenario. But there's also like this crude humor component that apparently is a part of that whole shtick. Um, and if it's done well, it can be entertaining. If it's done poorly, it's agonizing to witness and well, sit through. Well, let me add this wrinkle. So these were two guys on the old end of middle age um, with keyboards um, yep. that kind of looked like very small grand pianos, very tiny baby grand pianos. That, you yes. know, it was like a plastic body attached to an electronic keyboard. Um, they were not doing the dueling piano shtick. They were just doing covers on two pianos. Oh, okay. And, um, gosh, it's, it's some of those things I would have preferred just that. <laughs> well, right, yeah, for sure. The, um, there, there, um, the only moment of crowd engagement that I saw out of them was when they did Sweet Caroline. And they got the first two bop, bop, bobs, but not the third. Uh, and exactly. I, it was, it was, it was, um, yeah, they were just not connected. And then, um, at the second night, there was a, guy on a keyboard and a singer girl doing covers that were again, like most people were interested in networking and getting drunk and the, the musicians were not like, didn't have the wherewithal to penetrate that for any part of the room. And, um, except for me, I was listening and I talked to him at the break and, you know, cause that's how I roll. And, um, yeah, uh, we we are those horrible people that will talk to the band, yeah. in between sets. Yeah, no, they were so grateful too. And she yeah. she has my very same vocal pedal, so I was like, we bonded over that. Um, uh, but the only the only bummer about them, aside from they were there to be wallpaper and they knew it and they stayed wallpaper, they never fought out of it. Um, there was a little bit of like every song had kind of the same groove. Mm-hmm. They sort of never escaped the same groove, even with totally different songs. Um, which is a bummer. Yeah, that that is kind of one of those um, things where you, if you don't kind of have, like that's a skill, mm-hmm. and and it shows a lack of musical experience uh, when you when you hear it. Um, yeah. Those of us who have been doing this for a while, yeah. we can typically pick that out. Yeah. Now, to be to be, to be clear, these were two, you know, corporate gigs. They presumably got paid pretty well, and the audience if you want to call them that, you know, the people who were there being played to, um, didn't care either way. They were networking, they were having fun, they were drinking, still a party, right? Sure. Very different though from what I turned it into on the third night. Right. Very different. And, and there's, there's spots, there's places for both of those kinds of events. Sure. Sure. Um, it's just a matter of what you choose to do with it. And I think for, for us as musicians and, you know, we who crave the you know the validation um we're gonna want to to go your route yeah because it's it gets we get more out of it we do and it's way more fun yeah it's equally it's self-serving but you know on our end right to you know for because it's yeah it's more fun to have people involved um and it takes a certain level of professionalism to just ignore that right. and play down right that's which true is, what I did. And you, you, you are in the moment going, this is kind of soul sucking, but they <laughs> yeah. are paying us more than they normally would. So right. I'm just going right. to keep doing what I'm doing. Right. And I had, you know, I had Amber there to keep me company. 
Was she performing and, or just hanging out? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, we 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 performed as a duo, and nice. I think um, we've determined that that's probably something we need to uh, continue to work on and cultivate because um, it's low overhead. Right. It doesn't require a whole lot of equipment yep. and um, still has a pretty solid return. And it's another excuse for us to hang out. And, I mean, we don't get to branch out a whole lot, you know, on the materials. So being able to do other stuff um, is just fun. So I'll tell you, just, I, it, I, I really – that's one of the things I love about playing acoustic is, yeah, like the, the, the box that our bands are in, the branding sort of – the power of branding is it is focused, but it also puts you in a box in terms of the material you can do. And sure. Um, yeah. Breaking out of that acoustic is fun. So speaking of breaking out and coming up with new ideas, you know, we, we've been toying with different configurations and trying to figure that out. And I had, I was driving up to uh, Chattanooga this weekend and had a great idea. Um, it, as playing as a, for playing as a three piece, just as a trio, mm-hmm. I want to name the band, the fantastic four. And then we would all wear, we could wear masks like we were superheroes. And then uh, we'd all have t-shirts with numbers on them. And like I could be one and like the drummer would be two and then the bass player would be four. Uh-huh. I just, I just thought that was funny. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's like Picard saying there are five lights. It, it, it's one of those, like you either get it or you don't. And if you're like, why, why would there be four? four there's only three of you like we've already i don't want to be your friend that's we're we're done (laughs) yeah but then i spent i spent like 20 minutes explaining it to the guys that i was pitching it to and they're like well where was the third person i was like that's not what Mm. this is about you're ruining my idea oh get that so good get the imagery just i just the idea of a trio that is always a trio called the fan like the fabulous four the fantastic four and and there's one, two, and four. And then you could count off one, two, four. One, two, four. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> one, two, four, start. <laughs> amazing is a now word. I'm doing it. Amazing is a that, word you could use. That is exactly what we are going to be doing. Okay. One, two, four. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, man. Uh, these, uh, this idea, this concept keeps getting better and better. I can't wait. I can't wait for our, our debut show next week. Next week? No, I'm just kidding. You need at least uh, some time to get the shirts together. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's always this kind of evolving thing. So now I've got three hours of nothing but English artists. Like, what do I do with that? Yeah. And I have, I've, been, I've been toying with that idea for a, a couple of years now, but now I've actually gone... I've I gone I gone done did it and I did yeah. the legwork so, so do I put do a band around it? Call that the British invasion. Um, I already checked for availability and I think if I was going to pitch it would be the British intrusion because <laughs> you know we're in America and it's like oh, I hate to butt in here, but here's actually all the good music. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the other thing is that three hours of English artist piece of cake. Oh yeah, no problem. It was. Um, I might have done it by accident. Yeah, we. I mean, we also got to pull out some stuff that I like. You never. Sometimes you never know how good a song is for you or like your voice or whatever until you you know you try it out. True. And there were a bunch of those tunes that we did where I was like, oh wow, we I I should definitely be doing this song. 
Um, I did like a half tempo uh, acoustic version of Don't Stop Me Now nice. by Queen. <laughs> so instead of it kind of like speeding up, it kind of keeps the, like the intro kind of vibe where it's kind of, mm-hmm. it kind of, it, it flows a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun. And um, that's kind of in my wheelhouse as far as like the range and, and stuff goes. And I was like, oh man, I should be doing this more. And I did some Foreigner, and um, I did Starlight by Muse. That was a fun one. Nice. And then, you know, Coldplay. Got to do Coldplay. Which one? You kind of do. But yeah. um, What Coldplay did you do? Oh, I did Fix You, because again, musical wallpaper. Right. It was going to be either that or Yellow, right? Yeah, and I had Yellow on the list, but I was just like, you know what? It it is a big song for them, but like if you you tally them all up, I feel like Fix You would probably have been. It's more yeah, and and I wasn't trying to like go out of my way to be obscure because you know for every English person that was there, there was an American person there as well that wouldn't have known the song anyway. So try to keep it middle road, top forty, you know, everything from the Beatles to Ellie Goulding hit the list. So did you do lights? No, nah, uh, we did the uh, the love me like you do, love me, love me like you do. Uh, all right. It's a, I mean, it's 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 a song. It's a song. It's a good song. It's a song. I enjoy it. Yep. It's yep. easy to play. Yep. So now listen. I, one other thing. Yes. Um, you may be able to hear in my voice that I'm not fully um, in full voice. I have been fighting off something for a while. Um, yeah, there's nothing like getting a cold in the hottest part of the year. Well, yeah, and you know, um, singing sick is a, <laughs> it's a whole discipline. Um, so, um, you remember back in our, we had a couple episodes about singers and vocals yes. and all that stuff. And I said, mm-hmm. I, I don't really do a, a warm up in particular, right? Yep, a routine. You don't have a- well, um, for this one, I knew that it was all me and that my voice was not terrific. And, um, and this guitar turned up early. So I went to one of the office rooms that we had in the hotel and mm-hmm. I did literally about an hour and a half, maybe two hours of warm up. Hmm. And I really did follow, um, you know, what I used to do back in high school and some of the things you talked about. I did my lip mm-hmm. bubbles and I did my, you know, sirens and then I sang some stuff kind of gentle and then I started pushing it a little more and then a little more. And, um, <clears throat> by God, by the time I got to the stage, I had my full range and clean. Yep. I mean, clean. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I may not take that on when I'm healthy, but um, for sure, when I'm under the weather, I've now proven to myself that I can I can warm up through most anything my voice is throwing at me. Yeah. I think that's – there's nothing, there's no getting around the fact that warming up as a singer is problematic – and annoying and inconvenient right? because if, unless you, I mean, even if you, even if you're a, a big shot, you still have to, you still are inconvenient, inconveniencing people mm-hmm. by doing it. Um, I was, uh, for those of you who are YouTube, you know, addicts, um, for the, I don't know if any of you guys, uh, watch Rhett Scholl's videos. Um, fun fact, Rhett, uh, played guitar in a band that I was, uh, politely asked to leave <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just wasn't a good fit yeah. but uh he he ended up picking that up and now he is a very successful youtuber um and uh working musician but um 
he is currently out on tour with a guy named Noah Guthrie. Um, fun fact, uh, Noah Guthrie won the second or third season of the Glee Project and was just like a singer that got put on the show towards the end of its run. Cool. Um, amazing singer, but uh, he does these backstage journal videos and um, Noah uses something called a belt box, which is uh, basically it looks like one of those like altitude mask kind of deals. Oh, yeah, I heard of this. And you just hold it up to your face, and that's what he uses. And it like captures the sound. It, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's attenuating, just yeah. like anything else. It's yeah. not. It doesn't make it go away. No, it was like it's a not. filter that. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's it makes it less obnoxious to do that. But again, I know that he's doing that because Red has a video of him doing it in the same room that he's with every single other person in that band. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. just it it's. It's unfortunate. The problem is, is that when you do warm up, it does work. Right. I have had nights where I have warmed up, um, where I didn't warm up and, you know, felt kind of rough. Uh, that British consulate was, uh, it took a while to get kind of into the swing of things. And there are nights where I have done my full warm ups and I'm out there and it's been two hours and I'm on fire. Right. Like, right. I've got heat where I need it. I can have grit. I can I can hit whatever I need to hit, and I I don't feel sore or tired. And it's just like you're in the zone. Yep. And when you have those nights, I mean, it 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 feels amazing um, to have that kind of power come out of you. So yeah. Um, if you still don't warm up, please consider it. Consider it. I'm now considering it. Yes, and. It, we were talking um, offline earlier today, talking about all the stuff we were going to talk about. And I, um, I've been listening to uh, a guy named Gary V. Uh, he has a podcast and generates content. I'm, I'm kind of in a bit of a businessy self help kick uh, situation. Uh, reading a book called "I Will Teach You to Be Rich," which is about money management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Gary V. Um, is a uh, he owns a, a company called Vayner Media and is just one of these like super hype entrepreneur motivational speaker dudes whatever but um he could be a bit intense but i i I kind of pick and choose the stuff that he talks through and it's usually it's all been good and he's got this kind of positivity kick that i i could definitely you know have a little rub off on me but he was talking to somebody today on this episode and he was like you today are tomorrow's idiot (laughs) and as i loved that concept and what he was basically saying in the context of what he was saying he was like it's okay that you don't know right now. You should still do stuff anyway. You know, constantly be evolving, constantly learn stuff. You know, his whole thing was, you know, if you're a parent, stop giving your kids crap because they're 22 and they haven't figured it out. There's no one figures it out. Like, tell them, stop telling people to figure it out. It's going to be this, you know, never ending evolution. And, you know, the stuff that I have learned in the last, you know, year or so of doing this podcast. Uh, shames, you know, the person who started this podcast. Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. And, you know, kind of politely asked a complete stranger on Reddit if he would help host it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Worked out okay. So, yeah. It turned out Yeah, right. I think we're doing all right. Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, it, there's if you're looking, you know, if you're feeling discouraged and are looking just for motivation to, uh, to try new things and, and – you know, keep moving and growing your business. I, I highly recommend uh, looking up Gary V. Um, his last name is Russian, so he just goes by Gary V. Mm-hmm. And it might be Gary V E E, uh, depending on how you're searching for it. You know, so. I mean, another way of saying that is that perfect is the enemy of good. 
Yeah, which is something that we've harped on, you know, for a while now. Yeah. So, like, let yourself have the half-assed answer that you have now, mm-hmm. right? And and let that be good enough for now, and explore it and refine it, and expect that in a year you're going to say, "What the hell was that about? What was yep. I thinking?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hopefully, if you're lucky, you you save all of your media from when you start your bands, and then you occasionally go back and look at it and just cringe. <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah, it, I mean, that's a it, it's it's understanding that the that there is a process and that failure is a part of the process, and yep. if you're not failing, you're not you're not moving forward in that's a right. way that you should. That's right. Um, there's always going to be questionable decisions made and, and sometimes you just have to make a decision and then, you know, maybe the wrong decision in the moment or maybe the right decision in the moment, but either way you're going to, you're, you're picking up data as you, as you go. Right. So, right. And we're just all about the journey, man. Just keep trying. We want you to succeed and we want you to learn stuff. And our job here is to help you hopefully do that faster. And, um, just wanted to uh, give some shout outs to some people that we have reached out to us recently. Um, I found a guy who posted on the cover band subreddit, which uh, spoiler alert is modded by me and frequented by Dan mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. Um, there is a, a YouTube channel that just, um, just started uh, called the cover band project. And their whole deal was they wanted to um, be a resource online for cover bands to learn how to do full instrumental, like band arrangements Cool. For like pop songs and stuff. Nice. And uh, it's one of those kind of YouTube projects. You know, not every, they, they're not all in the same town. Um, their whole kind of central deal is um, they, uh, th- most of them are uh, cruise musicians. Oh, cool. And so some of them are, they're, they're all from different parts of the country, but they, they met each other playing on cruise ships. Right. And so they've got, they've got a couple, they've got a handful of, um, of videos that are up now. But the ones that I saw, everything's very well done. It's shot professionally. It's recorded professionally. Um, and it is a great resource if um, you're not really feeling doing the whole backing tracks thing and wanting to find more creative ways to, um, you know, find the correct instrumentation for stuff. Yep. So let me see if I can find his name. I believe his name is Ed, but I don't want to. Don't quote me on that. Not until you find uh, it. I'm looking it up right now. Do, 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 do. It's Eric. Eric. Eric from uh, where are we looking at for? And he he said he had started listening to the podcast because uh, I had reached out to him. Right. Um, yeah, it's Eric Lundgren um, up in Canada. Canada. Right up in, in your neck of the woods. It's a big. I don't know that it's. There's like a lot of it. It's like uh, it's like Delaware, right? It's roughly the same size. Something, something like we just lost a, every listener in Del, in in Delaware and Canada. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like we some some number of multiples of Delaware. That's like dozens of people, maybe if we're lucky. But it's okay. It's okay. We still Listen, love each and every one of you. I will tell you, our our uh, download numbers continue to grow and continue mm-hmm. to expand. It's really uh, it's really something to watch. And I know we talk about it all the time, but again, Dan and I really don't get this because <laughs> literally until like six weeks ago we were doing this to like our bandmates and like maybe a handful of other people so yeah um, but I'm, I'm i'm literally watching people download our whole library you know like yep every week there's episode one yeah 12 people listen to episode one or uh, mm-hmm. it's amazing it's really cool sorry for the sound it's, quality in episode one 
Yeah, I mean, we're we're st- we're just doing our best, you guys, and we're still doing our best. It's just our best. Yeah, better. we've learned a thing or two, but yeah, yeah, still it goes off the rails sometimes. Yeah, once you know, once this podcast money starts rolling in, and we're doing purple mattress promos, then you know, that's right. We'll we'll have our fancy studios. That's right. And, you know. That's right. That sweet sweet Casper cheddar. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Just getting that money. We're so rich, you guys. Quips checks just cashed. I don't know about you, but no, I, w- I wish they would cut me a check. I love my quip. I'm pretty happy. That's the problem. Is like we're so lame that we're like we're giving we're, we are doing right. product endorsements right. on things that nobody's paying us. We That's just right. like them. No, I, I enjoy my quip. It's actually really good. They are they're it, they're good toothbrushes and the five dollar subscription deals a no brainer. Just I pre bought the year deal. some. I don't remember what I did. I'm doing it five bucks. It's like once a quarter. It's not, it's not like, yeah, it's, it's doable. It's yeah. a very feasible, yeah. um, lifestyle yeah. choice. I, I, I probably didn't spend that much on toothbrushes, but I should have been. Yeah. So yeah. I did. I had a, I had a, a Sonicare and I hated Ooh, it. Yeah. It was too big and it was a pain to travel with and right. it was hard to clean and right. yeah. Right. Right. No more. No more. Quip solves it. And if Quip wants to pay us money to say that, I will continue saying it. Yep. 100%. If Line 6 want to start throwing, you know, oh, ad dollars our way, shoot. Or sample still gear. Work, still working on that. Yeah. Still working on that HX. Got to, going to put it through its bases on Friday. I think I've got enough. I think I've got enough of what I need to keep, keep at it. Very good. Very good. All right, guys. Well, you got anything else to add? No, I think I've shot it. This is a fruitful conversation. Juicy. So, Thanks again for your continued support and for uh, listening and sharing with your bandmates and um, guys that you uh, maybe, I don't know, serve at a restaurant. I, I, I know what you, <laughs> what, you guys all have jobs. I mean, yeah. if you're doing it full time, you know, more power to you. But most of us are doing this on the, just for funsies, beer and gear. Anyway, from Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Coverman Confidential Podcast, episode 57. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.